SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like, especially when it comes to your love of sports, entertainment, and even your own morning culinary experiences. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. For LA really not to care for three quarters, for a team that's led by the great LeBron James, and he doesn't show up for three quarters, uh, not much of an MVP in my world, I'll tell you that. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, on this Thursday, September 24th, sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott Icon, and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat as well, right here on the Bagels and Bad Beats on a Thursday, September 24th, with yours truly, Scott Wetzel. Well, Miami has a hero. Tampa Bay has a division title. Jacksonville has a football game. Move over Red Sox. There's a new sheriff in town. MLB coming down the home stretch with Mr. Vegas. Oh, now it makes sense with the Chargers. Uh, Dress to kill. Be like Mike? Not. Houston, we have a problem. NFL Hall of Fame game, and uh, you do know how a grand jury works, right? We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here on the Bagels and Bad Beats for a Thursday again, September 24th. A little bit of everything going on. We had a terrific NBA game last night as Miami, uh, surprisingly enough, took a 3-1 best-of-seven Eastern Conference Final Series lead thanks to one Tyler Hero who goes off for 37 points. Uh, Ugly first half, great second half. And Miami prevails as, again, they take a commanding lead. Conference finals uh, leaders with 3-1 series lead. Uh, maybe we'll turn your radio off there, Celtic fans. 50-4, and four, which really is amazing when you think about it. Fifth, only four times as the team rallied from 4 nothing down. Uh, or for, excuse me, from 3-1 down to uh, to win the uh, conference uh, finals and go to the NBA finals. Amazing. So uh, we got Tampa Bay winning. We got a football game later on tonight in NFL. A lot to get to. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Thursday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Hero, little Euro step, flips it up and in. Wow, Tyler Hero with a superb move. Crowder gets the finish, and how about this play by Tyler? Truly playing. Here we go, man. 
We'll see. We'll find out. Thank you so much, Eric. Back to you, Mike. Tyler Hero drills another. Open up driving lanes. That driving lane was created by Tice. Hero feeling it in and out and in again. Bagels and Bad Meats on a Thursday morning. Scott Wetzel sitting in as we always do, taking it right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time as the Miami Heat wake up this morning with a 3-1 series lead over the Celtics, winning last night 112-109, thanks in large part to, as you heard there, TNT or ESPN actually with the call, Tyler Hero, 37 points, 14 of 21 shooting, second most points in a playoff game for a player 20 years old or under. Magic Johnson, remember his 42 Back in the 80 finals when he was playing center there, uh, Hero was 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 just that. I mean, he lived up to his billing. The, the team that's outside of him shot 5 of 27 from three, but this guy could miss. Uh, a a no-nothing, lackluster, ugly first half turned into a terrific game in the second half. Really, the key moment came 102-98. You know, Miami basically was leading the whole way, uh, but the Celtics cut the lead to four. Minute 43 left. They're scrambling on defense. And uh, they left a wide open three, uh, and I think it was Iguodala hit the three pointer, and that made a 105.98 with, uh, like I said, a minute and a half left. And that, that for all intents and purposes, uh, was the ball game. That, that was the dagger three. So, as I mentioned before the break, the Celtics definitely behind the eight ball here. Only four teams have rallied from 3-1 deficits in Eastern Western Conference Finals to win the series, which is really, again, that is amazing. You would have thought there would have been a few more than that, but only four out of 54 previous cases. So it does not look good. Obviously, if you're a Celtic fan, you're looking at a Miami, L.A. Lakers, NBA Final. Who would have thought that? You know, certainly not the Heat people anyway. Um, and, and now you're going to be also looking at just, you know, LeBron and his former days with Miami and D Wade and all that other stuff, well, you know, which on the surface is okay, but we're going to hear that over and over and over and over again. Good gravy. It's going to be more LeBron. As bad as we knew it was going to be anyway, it's going to be even worse with Miami getting into the NBA Finals. And can Miami beat the Lakers? You know, who knows? You know, and maybe they actually can. Maybe they are a better foe than the Boston Celtics, who underachieved once again this year. I'm not going to put the final, you know, pile of dirt on Boy Wonder. Uh, Brad Stevens just yet. I'll wait for the final loss to occur. But once again, I don't get it with people with him. I really don't. I, I don't know if it's just because he's got these boyish 12-year-old looks, but this team has been a colossal failure with him in control year after year after year after year. He never has this team overachieving. You know, even rarely does he have the team, you know, living up to its hype and billing. Uh, instead, more times than not, it underachieves as it did this year. They'll never, ever, 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 ever have an easier road to the NBA Finals than what they had this year. They didn't have to face the Greek freak, who's really not Greek. He was eliminated by Miami. Uh, they had to face a you know a number four seed Miami Heat team that you know for all intents and purposes really doesn't have a true super superstar. I'd take Jimmy Butler in a second on my team. I'd obviously take Tyler Hero, and Hero may turn out to be a superstar. I mean, 20 years old, no doubt he will be. But for now, he's a guy coming off the bench. So you, you got a bunch of role players with Miami that are good, no doubt. Like I said, I would take them on my team. But, you know, there's no LeBron. There's no Kevin Durant. There's no Greek freak. There's no even James Harden, dare I say it. None of those guys are on this team. So 
You know, Miami should not have beaten Boston, and, and I'm assuming they will. You know, th- again, for the Celtics to be able to go through the road they went through. Now, Toronto, former champs, okay, that wasn't easy, but they damn near blew that series. You know, that, that series should have been over in five, but instead they, they blew it. So, um, you know, they had to fight their way through the Raptors, but again, it was the Raptors without Kawhi Leonard, so that should have been relatively easy. And they get a Miami team instead of uh, a Milwaukee Bucks team. And they still, and then despite all that, they still probably won't get to the NBA Finals. All under the reign of one Brad Stevens, who once again, you know, after this season will be declared the smartest basketball coach in the history of mankind and the greatest coach there is. And he's going to stay another year. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. And the boy wonder, you know, screwed up again last night. You know, he had a challenge on a Gordon Hayward foul. With two minutes left in the second quarter, it's it's a pet peeve of mine. You know, I I just don't understand why a coach, when you only have one challenge, would use it in the first half of an NBA game that figures to go down to the wire. I I just it doesn't make any sense to me. No no sense whatsoever. And I really don't understand, you know, why Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Dumby don't bring that up. You know, when this occurs time after time after time. And then we get into the fourth quarter of these games, and there are close calls. As we all know, it's the NBA, and it's not an indictment on the officials. They got a tough job. I mean, listen, try to figure out whether it's a charge or a block uh, or, or any other kind of foul. It's not easy. You know, did he touch his hand or didn't he touch his hand? Was he there in time? Was he on the line, not outside the line? You know, there's so many close calls that I don't understand why you would not want to hold on to that one challenge you get. You get one. That's it. Win, lose, or draw, you only get one. And why you would end up using that in the second quarter of some of these games is just mind-boggling to me. Just, just Who cares what happens in the second quarter? You know, unless it's a foul that's going to give a guy, you know, your best player, like his fourth foul, that, then maybe I understand, then I get it. But, you know, otherwise, forget about it. Doesn't make any sense. Who cares? You know, it was a foul. It was a foul on Gordon, which it turned out it was a foul. So he lost the challenge anyway. Now, for the rest of the game, he didn't have any of the challenges. And, and you know, there's a gazillion things that they could have challenged in the second half. Uh, it, to me, it's just stupid. It, it really is. Jason Tatum last night, zero points in the first half for Boston. Now, <clears throat> he did finish with 28. So he was there down the stretch. I don't know what happened in the first half for him. You know, I don't know why. He would come up zero in the first half and 28 in the second. But, um, you know, that that obviously helped the cause, but not enough for Boston. So 112-109, uh, the Heat win, and they're a step away from facing the uh, L.A. Lakers, who are a six-and-a-half-point favorite tonight over the Denver Nuggets. I would really be surprised if the Lakers lost this game. You know, I would really give Denver all the credit in the world tonight. You know, if, if Denver is able to win this game tonight, to me, that would be like them winning the NBA championship. Really, because with Miami up 3-1, ready to close out the uh, the Celtics, there's no way LeBron is going to want to have to get into a series 2-2 where you're playing at least six games. And the Heat have a chance to just kind of finish off the series against Boston. And we'll be sitting there resting. They don't want that. Especially Miami, you know, with, with, with they, they're playing and, and who they could have to deal with LeBron and, you know, maybe using a couple of extra days to, uh, you know, figure out a defense for them. Um, you're going to get LA's AAAA plus game tonight. So because of that, if Denver was still to win tonight, that would really be impressive. That that would really, I'd tip my cap to the Nuggets if they were able to win tonight. So um, I don't know about laying the six and a half. We'll give out our official picks later on. But 
if you believe on playing, you know, if you if you got the guts to, uh, you know, lay the nearly three to one, I'd be shocked. I would really be shocked if the Lakers lost tonight. I I, I really would. NHL last night, <clears throat> it was Tampa Bay all over Dallas. You know, I was so excited to watch the game. You know, one one game. Uh, Steven Stamkos came back for the Lightning. It, it, it was basically over. I mean, it was two one after one, but. Tampa Bay scored twice in the first six minutes or so of the of, of the game. Uh, Stamkos got one of the two goals. He did leave with a uh, lower body injury, whatever the fudge that is. Who knows? You know, it's the NHL. They don't have to tell you anything. So, uh, but he did get one of the five goals. Tampa Bay wins it five to two. They take a two one series lead, and now they're off tonight. And then they got back to back games Friday and Saturday. So they didn't want to go up uh, against the NFL, I suppose. So we got two games from the NHL on Friday and Saturday, and for all intents and purposes, that could be it. Stanley Cup and the NHL could be over uh, with the Lightning up two games to one if they win the next two. So it was it was a you know what was it a great game? Uh, you know, like I said, it was three one, it was four one, um, it was five one after two, and uh, you know there was no reason to really watch it in the third period. So uh, Tampa Bay with a nice two uh, one series lead over Dallas. All right, we'll get to some baseball stuff. And, boy, what is going on with the Chargers and some sad news out of the NFL with Neil Sears passing away yesterday. That's all coming up next. Things of that beats on a Thursday morning show. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Yeah, back of bagels and bad beans with Scott Wetzel. Hero's got it. Hero drives, reverse, packs it home. He's got 30. I mean, like Mark was saying, just good pace, good rhythm, good use of the rim, beautiful reverse layup. He's been the best player on the floor tonight. Hero with seven to shoot. Hero, long three-pointer. Bang! Tyler Hero from way downtown. Three points on... ESPN with the calls. Bagels and bad beats on a Thursday, 25 minutes past the hour. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time as Tyler Hero was just that 37 points. And I really, it hasn't been. If you watch the postseason, it's not been just this one game for him. He, he, and I know Jimmy Butler is, is definitely the face of the franchise, and, and Butler has been terrific. No, no two ways about it. But I tell you what, if you think this is a one-hit wonder for the Miami Heat, then that has not been the case. He has been there game after game after game. Now, not to the point of 37 points like last night, but you take out the final five minutes of these NBA games for the Heat, and and for the most part, the Heat have been playing in a close game. They're not blowing these teams out. Uh, He has hit big shot after big shot after big shot. You know, so last night's 37, uh, not surprising to me. Uh, you know, people going gaga over that performance. I, I get it. You know, 37 points is great, but he has been there the entire postseason for them. He really, yeah, he is going to be, you know, if, if the projections continue with his future at 20 years old, I mean, he is going to be phenomenal. He he can't, you know, he's just a good player. No, no, no two ways about it. One year at Kentucky last year. I mean, think about, 
you know, when you go back, and, and I'm a Calipari guy, I am, I, I like John in Kentucky, but man, when you go back and you realize the amount of talent that he has had on those Kentucky teams, and to only have won one championship, whether it's Anthony Davis, Tyler Hero, I, I mean, it's one after another after another. Every time you turn around, there's another guy, you know, that that's uh, from um, uh, Jamal Murray, another guy that's from Kentucky. It's like you just sit back and say, how didn't he win more? I mean, it's almost a case of like he had too much talent, I guess. But, you know, Hero leaves after a rather, you know, nondescript season last year for Kentucky, and he turns into the, uh, what is it, 13th or 14th overall pick. You know, supposedly the Celtics were going to take him. If Miami didn't at 13, you know, you never know about those things. They say they say the same thing about the Knicks and Steph Curry, and they've had an, an opportunity to try and trade for him. And even if you don't get the guy that you want to draft, you could always go to that team and trade for him. So I never let that be an excuse on why he's not on the Celtics. He's not on the Celtics because Danny Age didn't think he was good enough. That's the bottom line. But the bottom line is he's been there basically every single playoff game. And not to the point of last night, but he's been terrific. So, And Boston left them open time and time and time and time again. And I'm usually one that says double team, you know, every once in a while, stop allowing a guy to go one-on-one. But, you know, the Celtics weren't really double teaming. They were trying to, uh, you know, corner a guy. They were double teamed, trying to make a steal. And Miami was good enough that they were able to pass out of that. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the Heat would have a four-on-three, basically. And, and, you know, the Heat last night were good enough to pass the ball around and find that open guy. And that open guy, you know, more than likely or not, was was Tyler Hero, and he was hit his shots, and, and there you go. So Celtics find another way to lose, and they fall behind three games to one. And now, again, we're looking at a Miami-LA Lakers final. You know, you think about it. To me, at the top of the food chain uh, are the New York Stankies. You know, give me any other team to win any other championship. Um, you know, I'll deal with that. Stankies number one. LeBron and the Lakers now, whatever team LeBron's on, uh, would be number two. Number three would would be the third worst team that, uh, you, you know, Nicky Quick at Alabama, just because he left our Miami Dolphins high and dry, would probably be number three. Um, you know, the Rangers in hockey would be number four. College football, we got Alabama. NBA, we got the Lakers. NHL, I don't know. You know, we got the Rangers. Football, you know, I guess it would be the Jets. They're, they're so far from it. I don't even, like, think uh, of the Jets winning a Super Bowl. But around here in New York, New Jersey, if they, if they were ever on that level, and I remember when they were halfway decent many moons ago, you know, the Ken O'Brien days, the latest, I, you know, it, that would be tough. So we'll, we'll put the Jets number five. But really, it, it's like I'll deal you know, the Jets would be awful. I, I must say, you know, that they really would be awful. So I, I won't uh, it, th- those five, you know, Stanky's one Patriots or excuse me, uh, uh, Lakers and LeBron two, Alabama, Nikki Quick three. Jets will say four. Rangers five, since I like football more than I like the NHL. Those would be my top five team. Little popcorn radio here. A uh, little replacement radio. Um, top five things. Let it go. Top five teams that I, I would have a difficult time dealing with had they won a championship. Stankies will always be number one. They just will. As much as I dislike LeBron, you know, the, the asterisk on this season will be enough for me to say, okay, I'll deal with that. Uh, versus the Stankies winning the World Series. So Stanks won, LeBron two, Alabama three, uh, Jets four, 
And maybe we might flip the Jets. You know what? We'll, we'll flip the Jets over Alabama. You know, it's been a little while for Alabama, Nikki Quick. Uh, so we'll go Jets three, Alabama four, and then Rangers five. That that would be my pecking order of hated teams not wanting to win championships in their respective sports. So, uh, but we're looking at that this year more and more. You know, maybe, who knows? Maybe the karma, maybe this drive. I mean, they have been on a Cinderella run. I mean, it is remarkable. You know, Miami's lost two games this postseason. I mean, really, you know, they sweep Indiana. They, they manhandled Milwaukee four games to one. And even the one game that Milwaukee won, it's when they were down three, zip, and maybe Miami took a foot off the pedal. Uh, they're up 3-1 against Boston. They may go into the NBA Finals with only two losses and with a 12-2 and record. I mean, who? maybe. You know, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe the Lakers don't have an answer. Maybe this karma, this Cinderella ride for Miami will actually continue into the postseason I, or into the NBA finals. I mean, I kind of doubt it. I don't know who the, uh, you know, heat are going to have that's going to be able to guard, uh, you know, the monster two up front for uh, LA, but you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe karma will drive us a little bit better than, than talent. Uh, I'm not sure, but certainly it, it uh, you know, it's not looking good if you're an anti LeBron guy as uh, you know, most of America is now it all kind of makes sense. You know, it's funny. When we made fun of Anthony Lynn yesterday, who said that he was going to give Tyrod Taylor every chance to be the starting quarterback if he was healthy this week after the terrific performance from Bobby Hebert Jr., Justin Herbert, uh, last Sunday, it was very weird, right? I mean, it made no sense. I mean, it's not like Tyrod Taylor had been on the Chargers for three, four, five years as a backup, you know, paying his dues. He was on there last year as a backup, but, you know, that didn't really make a whole lot of sense. I mean, it is Tyrod Taylor. We're not talking about Peyton Manning here. Uh, so, you know, why would he give him the benefit of the doubt when the Chargers used the sixth overall pick on, uh, you know, Herbert coming out of Oregon and he showed all this promise and played so well uh, against the chefs on Sunday? I mean, just it, it was weird. I mean, why, why would you do that? I mean, you got to win, right? You know, you want to win now, and maybe, maybe, maybe Tyrod Taylor gives you a better chance of winning versus Carolina. But ultimately, you know, he doesn't for the season. He doesn't for the next couple of games. And you got to learn your lumps. And, and listen, Herbert played very well. You know, threw for over 300 yards and a touchdown against the, the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chefs. I mean, why wouldn't you, since he's the future of the franchise, why wouldn't you put him back out there in a game that's a very winnable home game against Carolina? It didn't make any sense. Today it makes sense. Today it all makes the sense. All revealing yesterday, confirming reports that apparently the team doctor stuck a needle in Tyrod Taylor's lung trying to alleviate pain. He had been dealing with some sore ribs, so they were going to give him a shot so he could play Sunday. And the shot went awry. Somehow or another, it went into the guy's lungs. Uh, you know, fortunately for Tyrod, give him credit. He realized he had trouble breathing and he wasn't going to you know, rough it out and play. Uh, it was taken to the hospital. You know, I'm assuming he's going to be OK. But still, the team doctor put a needle in the guy's lungs. So how does this tie into him getting the start? Because, you know, now you got the Players Association already saying there's going to be an investigation into this. I mean, you're looking at a lawsuit that's beyond belief, you know, with the team doctor, with the team, with the NFL. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't doubt for a second, not that it's Anthony Lynn's responsibility, but I don't doubt for a second the L.A. Chargers are crapping you-know-what in fear of a lawsuit against them and the NFL. So I don't doubt for a second Anthony Lynn is trying to make peace with Tyrod 
and give him every benefit of the doubt. Now it all makes sense. You're worried about the guy suing you because you guys screwed up. So let's placate to Tyrod because, you know, a, a five-year-old could say, you know, Tyrod sits and then the, the first-round draft choice who threw for over 300 yards is going to get the start. That, that would be the way to go. But instead, it's the other way around. Why? Because no doubt they're afraid of a lawsuit. Uh, it's the almighty buck. Now it all makes sense with the Chargers. Now we understand why they would give Tyrod Taylor the start if he's healthy. Put him back out there. Let him, hey, you lose 50 to nothing and you throw four interceptions, Tyrod? <laughs> no problem, brother. No problem. You're our guy. Oh, we love you. Absolutely. You're going to start the following week. You, you know what? You're going to start the following week after that. You know, it's your team. Go ahead. You know, we made the commitment to you. And we don't need this first round lousy draft choice. I knew we'd throw for 300 yards and should have beaten the uh, Kansas City chefs if our defense had any balls and stood up to the challenge. But no, don't worry about that. He's nothing. He'll be there forever. You're our guy, Ty. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Now it all makes sense. Boy, it's amazing what the threat of a lawsuit will do. You know, you talk about, you know, good football man and Anthony Lynn, been in the NFL dealing with the coaching and as a player for a long, long time. He knows what's right and what's wrong. Just didn't make any sense. Made zero sense having Tyrod Taylor still be the starting quarterback this week. But now it does. Now it does. The threat of a possible lawsuit. Yeah, that's it. That's why Ty's our guy in 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 L.A. with the Chargers. Amazing. All right, we'll open up the phone next. Baby's the bad beats on the Thursday. Got to love SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. For Kucherov, all he can do is tip the puck to center, and Dallas has got it again. Miro Haskin turns, gave the puck away as he went down. Kucherov's in the line, and he scores! Five minutes, 33 seconds in. An unfortunate event. The hook there by Hedman loses the puck. Now a no-look falling down pass is never a good thing. On a backhand at your blue line against Kucherov, it couldn't be worse. And here he'll... Sports with the call as the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning do strike twice in the first period. They go on to win it 5-2, to two, taking a two-games-to-one uh, Stanley Cup Final Championship Series lead over the Dallas Stars. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Thursday, 844-843-6879. We'll hit the phones here in a sec. First up, let me update the poll question. First from yesterday when we had the uh, Jamal Murray-based question, uh, that terrific game he had. Uh, best young NBA player is, uh, and Jamal Murray does win it in our poll, 44%, just under. Uh, John Morant gets 32, Zion Williamson 12, and the proverbial other uh, with 12, with Luka Doncic getting most of those other votes. So uh, nice job by all the voters from that, from yesterday. 
Uh, as far as today's poll question, I just posted it at the opposite picks or uh, at opposite picks. Uh, which team would you least likely want to win a title? LeBron and the Lakers, the Stankies, Notre Dame college football, which I know there are not a, a lot of naysayers out there that are going to burn in hell. Uh, and then the proverbial other. So uh, just posted it literally seconds ago. Uh, which team would you least likely to want to win a title? Lakers with LeBron, Stanks, uh, Notre Dame, college football, or the uh, other? And again, if it's other, feel free to uh, uh, let me know what those others are. And we'll uh, update that a couple of times throughout the show. Always like that stuff. All right, uh, 844-843-6879. Richard in West Virginia starts off the program. What's up, Rich? How are you this morning, bud? Well, I'll find out. I got two different nurses from two different insurance companies coming to see me today. And if you really want to know, I'll let you know tomorrow if I call what they got yeah, to say. Sure, why not? We anyway, care about your health there, Rich. Why not? Anyway, moving right along. When they have, uh, I don't really know when you're saying which team would you less likely. I'd have to say other. I know what I'm, I want most likely, but the question was less likely. I'm a negative guy, so I go least like. <laughs> Me too. I'll go along with that. When they have you, you were just talking about Jordan Calipari, that tremendous talent that he had and only winning one championship. I mean, it's pretty obvious what that says, that he wasn't that good of a coach. Well, uh, if you have I all mean, the talent... If he had all those guys, though, Rich, for three years, not forget about four. You know, if he had all those guys for four years. Now, I, I will say he probably wouldn't be able to recruit those guys. You know, a lot of it is those guys are leaving so he could replenish those guys. But, you know, if Anthony Davis stayed there for four years, then, uh, you know, the next superstar maybe wouldn't be so willing to, to stay there or go there because they know they won't play. So, but, so it's a little unfair, you know, knowing that he, he's got to – basically start from scratch every single year. That said, you know, to be fair, I would have thought he would have won the one year he lost to Wisconsin in the semifinal. That was the, the his, you know, really the, the one team that I point to that should have uh, definitely have won. So, but it's not like he's had these guys all for four years. That's all. Yeah, that could be. Maybe that's why John Wooden won so many yeah, championships because absolutely. You, couldn't, you couldn't do that back then. Yeah, but, oh, uh, they had, and then you got Mike Shashevsky. Yep, same and thing. They still had with him, but he's won. I don't know how many championships he's won, but I, I would say he's probably won a lot more than one. Well, yeah, how many yeah, Mike Shashevsky's won? Yeah, five or six, whatever it is, four, five, six, something like that. I, I, I want to forget with the Dookie Pukies, but it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely more than one. You know, the one thing, just like last night, I don't know what it is with the Celtics uh, and the Heat playing. It's like Dollsville. It just seems like those are two very dull teams. I don't know. I'm saying probably dumb things, but the the, the dull green with the uh, Celtics, their jerseys, it's just like they are just not a very lively type team. They're not an interesting team. Really neither one of them. But like tonight when you got the Lakers and the, and the Nuggets, those just seem like they're two really interesting teams. And it's ones that I have more and a lot more interested in observing. I, I definitely won't miss that tonight. At least I hope I won't. Depends on what the nurses got to say. But uh, as far as uh, 
watching those two teams, it just seemed like they're a lot more interesting. There's just nothing to the Heat. Now, I hope my I hope it's Miami that plays the Lakers. I guess it'll be kind of interesting, but it just seems like there's no life in these in these teams, or maybe there's no life in me. I'm not sure, but I just don't like these two teams playing, and I want I wish it was a championship playing with the Nuggets and the Lakers. I wish that was a championship. It's just a lot more interesting to me. Yes. Well, yeah, I, I appreciate yeah, I appreciate the phone call, Rich, and, and good luck with the doctor visits today. Um, you know, they don't have necessarily super superstar players like you know LeBron and AD obviously are, are there, and, and Jamal Murray and Jokic over the last two years have kind of emerged. It's funny, America needs like a year. You almost like you're in purgatory for a year when it comes to sports. No one takes you seriously until the next year. Like, I think the 49ers are finding that out, right? I mean, how many people predicted that the San Francisco 49ers were going to go back to the Super Bowl this year? I mean, outside of Niner fans, I don't know anybody. You know, it's going to be the Saints. It's going to be Seattle. It's going to be Dallas. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. Just because they didn't necessarily win with any superstar offensive players. They won on defense, good, solid defense. And you would think those are the teams that should be able to duplicate their success because, you know, defense travels, offense doesn't. But it's up to the 49ers to duplicate last year's success before the following year. Okay, they've been good for two years. Now, now, now we're buying in. And, and that's kind of what we're getting with the, uh, with the Miami Heat. You know, whatever they do this year, they get to the finals. Heck, even if they won the NBA finals, you probably couldn't find more than one person out of 10 NBA fans that would think that they were going to win again next year. You have to have the success the second year before America finally admits to, okay, they actually are a pretty good team. And, and you know, you know that with the L.A. Denver kind of went through that last year. So now you got Murray and Jokic that are, you know, uh, uh, getting the, the rewards of their hard work from last season's success. Uh, in the postseason, which really was only two rounds, but they were great and they were exciting, and both those guys played really well. So they've made a name for themselves. You know, Tyler Hero and company, uh, they need to make a name for themselves this year, prove it again next year, and then people will will buy in. Celtics a little different. I mean, they've been in the public limelight here for a number of years, but I, I think we're all just kind of fed up with boy wonder, Brad Stevens, and, and hearing about how great Boston is and how great these players are, and they never, ever, ever, ever seem to live up to that hype. So I, I think that's more uh, why we don't really want to buy into the Boston Celtics unless you're a Celtic fan. So, I mean, that's the only thing I can basically tell you, Rich. I mean, you know, it takes a year plus for people to really think your team is good. and you know, none of those guys are superstar, superstar player. They're all above average, but you don't have a top five player on either Boston or uh, Miami. You, you just don't. Not not top five and probably not even top ten. You know, Tatum is good and Kemba Walker is good and uh, Butler is good, but you don't have a top ten superstar player. So it's funny because a lot of people will bitch and complain about the NBA saying it's all a me, 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 me sport. But then when you don't have those me, me, me players and you don't have those megastars, then you get teams like Boston and Miami that are just, eh, you know, they don't have a chance against the Lakers. They don't have a chance. You know, I'd rather watch, as, as Rich said, Denver. So, it, it, you know, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. As far as Kentucky, you look at Kentucky's, you know, he's been there since 2009, hasn't been to a Final Four since 2015, which I would have thought it would have been more recent than that. So it's been, it's, that's actually been a couple of years for John. But get a load of the players. Again, you don't have these guys for four years, so it, it's a little unfair. But you start at 2010 
when he had John Wall, NBA All-Star, DeMarcus Cousins, uh, bird brain, but still NBA All-Star, Eric Bledsoe. He had a 2010 team of Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Patrick Patterson, who was a decent player, and Eric Bledsoe. Then in 11, he had Enos Cantor, Brandon Knight. You know, okay, no big deal, but still players. 2012, Anthony Davis, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, both number one uh, our first-round draft choices. Uh, 2013, a little little light if Nerland's Noel is your uh, claim to fame. 2014, Julius Randle, pretty good. 2015, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker. I mean, even dopey Willie Cauley-Stein, who stinks. Uh, and Trey Lyles, all number one, you know, first round draft choices. He 2016, that then he had Jamal Murray. 2017, uh, Adebayo and uh, De'Aaron Fox, and, and even uh, to a lesser extent, Malik Monk. And Kevin Knox, uh, uh, 2018, Kevin Knox and, and Gil Kist, Alexander. And then uh, 2019, uh, P.J. Washington, who turned into be a halfway decent player in Charlotte, and then uh, Tyler Hero. He's had one, two, three. How many first-round draft choices? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine. He has had twenty-nine. First round draft choices, 29, and he's won one championship. Wow. How many in the top 10, though, Scott? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 14. What did I say? 29? Almost half. 14 of his 29 draft choices have been legitimate, absolute, you know, number one picks coming in the top 10. The top nine, actually, nine or better. That's, wow. And yet one NBA championship. But again, you know, if he's got Anthony Davis for four years and he's got Carl Anthony Towns for four years and Devin Booker for three years, you know, uh, he'd probably have uh, four or five, if not more than that, championships. But you get these guys for one year and you start from scratch. But looking back, you know, you know, was Devin Booker ever that good at the Kentucky? No, he was not. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns was, but, but Devin Booker wasn't. You know, was even, um, you know, Anthony Davis was. John Wall was. But, you know, was Eric Bledsoe and some of these other guys, you know, they, they all kind of like kind of came into their own. Jamal Murray, you know, he was never the, the, like this at, at, at Kentucky. No way. He was overshadowed by a bunch of others. So. um it is amazing uh, that uh, he could have that many. Man, that many. 29 first-round picks. And he's got, what was it, four Final Fours? Uh, one, two, three. Yeah, four Final Fours and the one NBA championship. But that's why. Because you just uh, you can't win it all uh, when you don't have these players uh, year in and year out. You're starting from uh, basically scratch. So, all right, 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. Little baseball stuff from yesterday as the Devil Dogs are in. How about that? Tampa Bay uh, clinches not only a uh, playoff spot yesterday, but they clinch the AL East over the Stankies, basically eliminating the Mets from uh, playoff contention in the National League. We'll get to the baseball stuff next right here. Big with the bad beats. 
on a uh, Thursday morning with your Sully Scott Webster coming up on 54 minutes past the hour. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. did lose to the uh, Devil Dogs last night, you know, creating two scenarios, one in which Tampa Bay wins the AL East. I know the odds were not insurmountable. They, they, they weren't crazy at the start of the year for that to occur, but uh, the Stanks were a heavy, heavy favorite. Uh, no two ways about it, but instead it's Tampa Bay uh, able to clinch last night because they would win the head-to-head tiebreaker. So with four games left for their loss column, they win the tiebreaker, so Tampa Bay will be the number one seed in the uh, AL, and uh, they're battling the Dodgers for the number one seed overall. Dodgers have a nice three-game cushion, so unless they blow it with four games left, Dodgers would be number one if they meet in the World Series, so Tampa Bay would be number two. Uh, as far as the playoff scenarios go, we'll break it all down, and you know what? We've had some, uh, we'll go over the uh, season props that we gave out at the beginning of the year. Uh, pr- pretty much even. Um, Took a couple of flyers, which I don't quite understand why. When I look back at it, I was like, boy, what was I thinking? And that, that was kind of dopey. I went a little contrarian with some of the picks. Had I just kind of stuck to my guns and went offense, 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 because most of the season props went over uh, for the total guy. Not, not individual players per se, but just most home runs and RBIs and, and what the levels were. We'll do that uh, well, next hour. But as far as uh, the standings go, uh, you got the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, Oakland A's, Twinkies, White Sox, Indians, and Stanks now all clinching playoff spots. And then you got that, that sixth. Then you got Toronto, Houston, you know, basically locked in for the final two spots with the Angels and Mariners clinging to, to life uh, down three with the three games left. And then over in the National League, that loss really just crucified the Mets. And any, any thought of the Mets uh, rally out the window now. You only got four teams locked in, but uh, you have the Cardinals. Giants, Reds, Marlins, Phillies, and Brewers, all within one game of each other for the final four spots. So it's been an awful season, but it is kind of winding down. It's going to be an exciting one uh, for sure. Basically, baseball wise. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. Hour number two coming up next. Maybe some bad beats. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 